Welcome everybody to Zeta Global Radio. Happy Saturday and thank you so much for joining us here. We have a wonderful show that I believe will touch the chord of many of you out there, particularly females, but it doesn't have to be just for females. It's for anybody who's gone through some of life's challenges, whether you have been faced with a grave disease or illness yourself, you've had to care for a loved one or a parent who's gone through it, or divorce, or any of some of the major life traumas that affect us. And for many of us, when they do, and when they come a-knockin', they absolutely change the course of who we are. So we brought in an expert who has lived through a lot of what we're sharing, in all, actually, what we're sharing here today, Anita Heidema, who is a very renowned uh central figure in Canada. She's a mindset coach, a business strategist. She's the author of Amazon's bestseller, Vitality Knox, creator of Mind Your Business Class School. She's got a lot going on. She's had a lot going on, and she's going to share it all with us today. So welcome to Zeta Global Radio, Anita. I'm so glad you're finally here. Yeah, I'm so glad you're having me. Thanks so much. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. So I've been promoting all week a little bit and a lot of it about you. You have an incredible story and so many of us do that brings us to sort of that up-leveling of our life where we need to be more prominently out there so we can share who we are to the world and hopefully in that bringing an impact. And I know you're making a big impact in Canada and throughout the world. So I thought maybe we'd start with people Getting a glimpse of your background, where 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 things led in your life to bring you are to where you are today, as much as we could fit into 10, 12 minutes. <laughs> you know, I, I always find it difficult talking about the woe moments and the things that are tough, but, you know, a lot of times people uh, can relate to those things and they can realize that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know. I was I was brought up, my parents were immigrants from Holland, and I was brought up in a, a rough area town. When they bought the house, it was, uh, you know, cow pastures, and as time went on, it kind of got into ghettoish. So, you know, I had a little bit of a, a rough kind of upbringing, and I kind of think it made me a bit tougher inside. Um, my parents always just expected me to look pretty and get married, and that's all I was supposed to do. So when I had a little bit more of a backbone and, and, and making more of a wave and, and, and a little bit of controversy, and I think a little bit of a pain to them, and realizing that I saw things a bit differently and I did things a little bit differently. Um, it kind of stirred things up a little bit. Um, but I found that, you know, I kind of lost some of that and who I was um, from that younger days when I, you know, all of a sudden started to get into this corporate job that, you know, I was earning half decent money, got the car allowance and all the rest of the stuff in this very male-oriented business. I was a paper industry, by the way. And I was the first female sales rep, actually, in Canada that uh, that was brought on. I kind of lost myself, you know, and mm-hmm. that spunk of that younger person that would 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 kind of speak her mind. You know, I was um, I was an entrepreneur back then. I remember selling tadpoles door to door as a kid. Aww. I sold flowers. I did I did these little tattoos when I was younger, and I'd sell them, and everyone would like lick their arm and stick it on, and <laughs> you know. But I made them myself. I kind of like you know drew them on a piece of paper, and I sold them to people, and you know. It was kind of funny um, and even with the tadpoles I go back and follow up to see if they turned into frogs you know I was uh, and I was only six you know so I had that in you and I think a lot of times what happens is you forget who you are as time goes on you get so caught up 
in that um, that change in the way things are. And I mean, do you remember the Celestine Prophecy, that book? I was glued to that book. That was an awakening book for many people who were not following a path. That, that kind of broke everything open, I think. Yeah. I, I found when I read that book when I was younger, I started opening my eyes in a different way. Uh, even yeah. though I was still stuck in that fear of working that corporate job, and it wasn't who I, who I was. And it doesn't mean that, you know, everyone should be not working for a company or running their own business. I mean, it has to be something that resonates with you. And when I talk about your root success, it's so important. That's what it is. It's what's true to you. But that book really was a, was a huge eye-opener for me in the transitions in, in my life. So that's kind of, you know, where things sort of progressed and, and how I got sort of stuck, you know. Um, here I was, this, this person at 16 that bought a car. At 21, I bought my own house. I, I was so independent. My parents had their heads were spinning like, who the heck is she? You know? Wow, yeah. Pretty and get married and have someone take care of me. I remember taking ski lessons and my mom wanted me to take it because I could meet a man when they were skiing. And I was like, uh, but I don't want to. I want to like be able to do it myself and know I can do it, right? And then when I got into business, I sort of lost a lot of that. You get fearful. Yes, good point. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned the uh, Celestine Prophecy because and I, I always ask many times, if it's not obvious to our guests, when people have that turning point or their spiritual awakening or that moment of clarity where they infuse more consciousness into their life, that there's more to it than just the nine to five corporate executive, you know, how do I bring more to that heart warmth, you know, centered, uh, based living. So I'm so glad you shared that. And obviously there's always something you know I always say and it's funny well before I met you I've always said about getting knocks on the door and sometimes they're little and sometimes they're big so this is just so appropriate and I just love the title of your book and how this is ringing true for so many people yeah yeah yeah, well, you know, I was, you know, the Celestian Prophecy was the first sort of a little um, knock on my door to say, you know what, to see things differently. And, and I could find myself when I would walk into nature and, and, and I could see things different thing and things would be clear. And I was starting to notice these little differences. When my dad passed away when I was 26, I, um, I moved in to help nurse him and, and take care of him. And it was, a, it was a really, really tough time for me. Um, I started seeing these signs when he passed away that were we're different. I don't know. And all of a sudden, this, this different side of me started to come in. But a lot of it was very suppressed because, um, uh, you know, when I was, I was in this, this corporate role, I mean, I really was the first female. And to talk about any of that or do any of that, and I was so engrossed in, in, in moving up the corporate ladder and, and making things happen that I didn't really you know, follow through with it. And of course the kids came. Um, and I think one of the big things that really had me change was, was within my marriage. When I came to realize that it was not the right time for me. So that was probably one of the big shifts that happened mm. to me. But I still stayed. So that was sort of the inner core part of me that sort of realized I wasn't taking this anymore and who he was and how he was towards me. Um, so I, I, I was able to get up the strength to, to leave and to, you know, take the kids and, and buy out the house and to do all that stuff. But then I even felt more trapped to staying within my job because here I had two mortgages. What am I going to do? Right. And, 
Um, at that time, I was, you know, the, I was really hyped in the company as a director. I had 18 locations um, in North America that I was dealing and traveling and juggling. You know, I had kids part time, and, and as soon as they, co- you know, they come in, I put the apron on, and they didn't even know I was running around traveling because they were at their dads, and they were thinking, you know, I had no life that I was just, uh, you know, there to cook and to take care of them. Um, but I wanted to have that normalcy, but I still had to keep a job because here I had the two mortgages. Well, they asked me yes. to come down to Los Angeles. Um, I said no, and they said goodbye. And it was a real time, too, for, for awareness to realize that I was just a number. Here I was so caught up in this identity of this corporate figure, had the business card, had the expense account, had all this stuff, right? And really, at the end of the day, I was so replaceable. It didn't matter. Here I was making it my identity. And when they said, fine, we're finding somebody else, and literally I, I walked out of there, you know, earning six figures to nothing, I was devastated. Here I had, you know, um, felt that I had stood on my ground and was strong and had, had, had left this, this marriage that was brutal and this brutal man to, you know, take care of the house and do all this and the kids and da-da-da-da, and all of a sudden there was nothing. So that was really, really one of the major low points in my life that I had to, you know, and, and in my role, it's, and I wanted to get out of the paper industry, if you know much about it, there's, it's really a dying industry. It's, it's really not. And because it was so specific in what I was doing, it was hard to carry those skills elsewhere. And when I left, you know, I was in such a, in a role that I had people below me that took care of everything for me. I had a marketing department as secretary. So when I got into this entrepreneurial role that I said, okay, well, then I'm going to start my business. I was lost. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really don't know anything. <laughs> you know, wow. I was so yeah. good at directing other people, but I didn't have the money to hire a team to do this stuff. So all of a sudden, I'm penniless, two mortgages, two kids, like barely able to get out of bed because I was so depressed and down. Like, how do I get myself out of this? And so I was applying for jobs, booting my butt to, to get myself out there and starting this business. Um, during my corporate role, they had hired me a coach, so I trained myself as well once I realized what coaching was, because then it wasn't even a big deal. This is like 15 years ago. I thought that it, it was therapy, and they, they thought there was something wrong with me, or I thought it was I was playing baseball or something or basketball, so I had no clue. But I realized the impact for my employees and my teams. I thought, okay, well, I'm going to train. So I took six years in training and coaching and NLP, and, and I used to be in travel, so I thought, okay, I'm going to combine travel and um, and my business skills because I have a huge Harvard business background and everything I've done and and you know I've got a real business sense to me. Combine the two where I deal with business in a heart centered way, right? And I tie yeah. in the travel. So I started to do groups. To my first group of entrepreneurs was down to Greece and we go sat on the beach and we went tried food and wine and explored. And my line is get away to find your way. You know um, when you get yourself out of your comfort zone, you can can explore and, and, and you learn new things, right? We get so caught in our little bubble we don't realize. And there's right. times to be in that bubble and there's times to be quiet and still for sure. Um, and then I would coach them when they came back to keep on track with those goals because, of course, when you come home, you know, you still have to scrub your toilets. And, I mean, not everyone does, but you know what I mean? It's the, the terminology that it's the reality time. You have the kids. You have these constraints around you. How do you keep track of your goals? And that's sort of how the business sort of started. And, you know, I ended up um, – there was an organization that was offering these free entrepreneurial courses because there is a transition between entrepreneur and corporate business. And, um, you know, even though I had this huge business background to be an entrepreneur, there, there has to be a real strong mindset. There has to be a real strong motivation because at the end of the day, 
It's you that's making it happen if you can't get yourself moving. But you also got to take care of that inner core of who you are too because you can get lost in it, right? No doubt. Let me do this. I want to hear more about this. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that. And then we're going to get right into Vitality Knox. You're listening to Zeta Global Radio. We'll be back in a moment. We're following the light every day at Escape to Paradise and Trice Massage Therapy, a holistic wellness spa for men and women. We're thrilled this year to be part of Spiritual Communities Network's Light Tour, taking place November 10th, 11th, and 12th. We'll have special demos, tours of our spa, and a daily giveaway. Come visit our collective for a chance to win a 60-minute therapeutic massage, 90-minute facial specialty, or a 60-minute Reiki session. To learn more, visit us today at sparadise.skincaretherapy.net. Spiritual Communities Network, where we honor the uniqueness in our oneness. Visit our website to meet our vast spiritual community of healers, therapists, conscious events, and activities. Visit and check out our directory, upcoming retreats, workshops, products, free videos, and much more. Many services are available globally by phone, Skype, and other sources of media. You'll also find more information on how you can be a member to promote the work you're doing in the world. Visit us now at spiritualcommunitiesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Zeta Global Radio. We are here with Anita. And I, oh, I know a few other Dutch friends. Uh, if we uh, are listening out there and you missed the first segment, please go back when the archives are here on Zeta Global Radio's Facebook page because I want you to completely get an understanding of this full-spectrum goddess that we're talking to today because she's bringing forward stories that so many of us could relate to. In fact, I will just say real quickly, I, I really understood what you said about being so dismissed from a company, I won't say who it was, but I was a senior um, manager of an a, a, of a multi multi uh, international company as well, and I was doing sales for them, and I was doing so well. I mean, I was making millions of dollars for them per quarter, and instead of thanking me, they just kept increasing my quota and making me having to work harder to the point where like, you know, I just, I had no life force. And so to me, that was one of the biggest knocks. Like I am only a number and they will drain me dry unless I stand up or walk out. And I walked out because it was like, enough is enough. My life force is being quickly, you know, taken from me. So I really related to what you said. And I, and I'm so glad you took the entrepreneurial route. And so am I. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is a difference. It's not meant for everybody. But you know, um, I think people forget that and they get so caught up in the fear of, you know, many people have a message out there and and a product or something to be able to deliver. And and when they can, you know, stand in their power and, and, and really bring that forward and learn this right strategies for an entrepreneur bring that forth um they're just so powerful they really are no doubt i i think i want to go straight into the book because time is short and you have a lot to say and this book is really important and obviously as an amazon bestseller a lot of people are resonating with it so let's get right into vitality Knox, and then we will continue on the journey of your world <laughs> perfect yeah um great. i never thought of myself as an author and, um, you know, this book came to me at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's, I, I, I call it the universal download book. <laughs> oh, wow, I relate to that too. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I, I was 
going through, um, you know, with the business, I had the business going and I was creating with the business. I had my mom that was very ill at the time um, and um, needed my care and I was the only person there and, I, and then I wasn't sleeping, you know, and I was like, okay, what the mm-hmm. heck is this? So 3 o'clock in the morning I get up and I just had these thoughts and I was like, you, ha- you need to write a book and you need to write a book. And I don't want to be sound all woo-woo and stuff, but it is. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it. It's, you know, I was just all of a sudden, I had to write a book about a girl named Vitality. You can't go very woo-woo on this show, Anita. This whole show is woo-woo. <laughs> You're in good hands on this show. <laughs> well, it's, you know, I love combining the two because there's such an importance to it. And there's some people that are so structured and they're so, and they don't realize the spiritual part of things. I, my avatar was Vitality. And actually, Right now, I can see the little stick person that I drew of her. I have her on the wall in in my office um, originally because I had you know put down my target client and who that's going to be. And I thought about having this book about her and her life lessons and how many times we don't listen to our life lessons and we don't listen to the knocks on the door, right? Similar to what you mm-hmm. said earlier on. So, you know, um, I ended up the first group I brought down to Greece. I, I love pictures of doors. So I took a picture of the door. Um, I had the concept. I put it down. I wrote it down. And I had a publisher, IC Publishing, that, that wanted to publish the book. And at the time, I was, I was just flabbergasted that, you know, but it was just coming out of me, you know, all of this um, about how to do it. So it's a fictional book about a girl named Vitality and her life lessons. So Vitality actually is reflecting back in life. So each chapter goes through a different stage. So she's reflecting back to a story in life that happened to her. And then you're supposed to relate, and you do relate, to something in your life um, that you might not have listened to, your instincts, your intuition, and, and how that was supposed to change. Now the book, you're supposed to read one chapter a night. So you could read it in an afternoon, and I keep on saying to people, don't do that. It's one chapter a night, and when you go to sleep, um, you dream. And the fascinating dreams that come from people, because they've just read the book, they end up dreaming, and things come to them. So it's important that you have a journal next to your book, or next to your, your night table, or even right in the book, there's some space in the book, of what comes to you and what maybe a lesson of some sort might not have resonated with you. And you don't want to keep having it knocking at your door. You want to be able to learn from these lessons to move forward because the more we learn from these lessons, the more we can bring more happiness and joy and resonate to who we truly are, right? Brilliant, so the last, yeah. chap- the last chapter of the book was I brought a group down to on the Camino Trail. I don't know if you're familiar with the Camino Trail. It's a spiritual mm-hmm. hike in Spain, and people come, thousands and thousands come from all over the world. And there was a book called, I mean, a movie called The Way. With um, It was on Netflix for a while, and it kind of explains it. And people come for all reasons, and it's a very spiritual hike, the Camino. And so my last chapter of the book was just a little bit of a snippet of what you know, Vitality's life lesson would be in the Camino, you know, and, and having that time. And, you know, the group I brought down there, usually I do training, and this time I just allowed them to be. And we walked along, and every day we met at the end, and it was, you know, sometimes you walk on your own, sometimes you walk in groups and you meet people, and there's always lessons to be learned, and it was sort of their spiritual journey on how they were able to, you know, move forward or learn something. But I was always there to sort of speak to, but it was the process of doing the Camino Trail, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the book Vitality Knox. It uh, came out three years ago. It became Amazon bestseller. I used a lot of proceeds of the book and um, of a lot of my programs to go towards the foundation I have in my mom's name. 
but the message of the book is is really to to learn from those life lessons and um you know i i'm going to be coming out with a second version just talking a little bit more about the louis body that my mom had in the book and and changing stuff and then i have a uh, vitality knox too um that's going to be coming out in a couple years as well still around the basis of the life lessons well i think that's is brilliant do you have any inspiration from the book we've been referring to so far celestine prophecy in that because i I really see i mean i as you're speaking about vitality as a character i mean i'm really seeing that into film but you know i think from a filmmaker standpoint it was like wow i could really see that being turned into a movie i actually um drew her as a character as well and well not me personally i had someone that's um that's part of the publication she drew her as a character and i have a real vision for what she looks like and during the yeah. time i was i was diagnosed with melanoma as well so she's wearing a hat for sun coverage like there's a mission and meaning behind everything that's in that book no you know except for that you know the book now has a message around my mom because my mom at the time was ill and since then had passed away now there's a message around louis body with the book that i want to be able to add to it but as far as every other aspect to it you know i guess now that you say it about a movie i guess i, I kind of because i visualize it you know i see her on the dock in her, we call it Muskoka chair, you would call it Andoronic chair being in the scene. Right. Back on her life. And it, and, it, and it is so true and important. It's so very interesting. Just before we started this interview, I was on Facebook donating to my girlfriend's campaign because she's raising money because she's just been recently diagnosed with melanoma. So here we are, melanoma on the map and talking about it. Was that a a, a long process for you? Is that, you know, obviously a pivotal point uh, being told you have melanoma. Do you want to share a little bit about that before we take a break? I, I just had a spot that was, well, I have a lot of spots on my body and I've always had them removed and everything's fine, everything's fine. And it was somebody else that noticed um, this spot on my hips. I went to the doctor and they said, oh, well, you know, you might as well just get it removed because I have cuts everywhere else on my body and it removed. You know, I went to the doctor, they didn't say anything, went to the specialist, they didn't say anything. Once they removed it, um, they realized that it was stage two on my hip and stage one on my stomach. And then all of a sudden, you know, once the test results came in, that Monday I was in the hospital um, getting surgery to to have the rest removed. Um, I had to have um, 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 a local... um, um, uh, radiation that uh, that I had to be given in the spot and then for five years I still have a couple more years I have to go for full body testing and um, to see and so far I've been lucky it hasn't come back um, and you know I, I I'm constantly advocating to people how important it is to you know stay out of the sun and I love the sun I absolutely love the sun I love the feeling of it on my skin and the warmth I hate putting sunscreen on I hate the feeling of it you know so a lot of times I'll end up you know putting the hat or I'll sit in the shade um, you know because I don't always want to have all those chemicals all over me either but you know um, it's so important to make sure to to protect yourself especially now with the ozone level and it's changing I don't know how it became and you know spiritually I spoke to somebody that kind of resonates with things and they said that usually when you have something on your hip and I, I you know and I was doing Reiki at the time for some of my clients and they said that possibly I wasn't protecting myself enough 
because mm. it's such a rare place to have it on the hip. It's not like it, the sun doesn't shine that often there, you know? Correct. Why is this? And, you know, they do say it's a combined sort of thing. It's an energetic, they say that a lot. Yeah. There's an energetic behind it. And they, and she, when she said to me, it has something to do with your relationship with your mother and your daughter. When you have something there, I just was blown away because at the time my mom was ill and she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, which was misdiagnosed. She had Lewy body, but it was, a, it was a hard time. Like she wasn't herself and, and, you know, she was constantly yelling at me and going through things and stuff. And the same thing with my daughter. She was going through a really rough time in her life at that. And it was difficult as I'm starting my business, right? Um, so I think all of that manifested in that area. I don't know. I look at all the avenues and, you know, how important it is to clear yourself from any negative energy, anything that you might be carrying. But also melanoma is also known to be from the sun exposure. Um, you know, there's so many things in our skincare products that we do, you know. So it's good to, to keep your eye on, on all different levels and, and what you're doing for yourself and your health, right? Brilliant. Thank you. We're going to take another break. And when we get back, I know you've touched on it a little bit, but let's go into a lot of it about what Louie body is, uh, what dementia is, what the difference is, the journey you took with your mom. Thank you so much for just opening up here, Anita. We're so grateful. And we're going to take a small break, and we'll be back in a moment. Hi, everyone. Lainey Savante Walken here, and I wanted to share with you a little bit about a female networking group that I've been involved with for many years now. And if you've been looking to connect with other fellow women owners and executives, both locally in your city or across the country, please consider Fem City. It is an incredible network founded by Violet Day Ayala. They have over 100,000 women with chapters in most major cities nationwide in Canada. Fem City focuses on growing all of our businesses. It's an incredible, vast network for and by members who are experts in health and wellness, spiritual, cultural and lifestyle, financial, corporate fields, media, so much more. Business for your soul is the tagline. It's just incredible. I love it. I know you'll love it. I'm a global lifetime member. I hope you check it out. Visit them today at femcity.com and learn how you can become part of an organization that continues to soar and expand so you can too. Welcome back to Zeta Global Radio. We are talking to Anita Heidema. And we were just speaking about her book, Vitality Knox. And you can actually go right on our Facebook page at Zeta Global Radio and see the click right there. That'll take you to the Zeta Global Radio store. Or it'll take you directly to Amazon. Not sure how it works, but either way, you can get that book and learn all about Vitality, the character, and how these knocks in our lives are so important to have that awareness to change, make some make some either drastic changes or some subtle changes because the knocks keep getting bigger. Correct, Anita? Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> yes. Pay attention. You have to slow down and listen. Absolutely. So we were talking, uh, you just touched on a little bit about the dedication, but let's share in this segment about Louis Body and your mom's journey and your journey and how it all kind of culminated and now the work that you're doing today as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, during the time of me starting my business, um, uh, I was starting to notice, and, and you know, there's, there's an aunt that lives here, there's me, and my brother is out west, and all the rest of my family is in Holland. So my mom and I are pretty well together. My dad had passed away, and, and I, you know, on my own, I, um, I didn't have a partner at the time, I was divorced, and, and my mom and I were, you know, best friends. And I was noting, noticing a lot of that she was getting into memory loss. 
and um, and she was changing in her personality a little bit. Now, this is a woman that you know she was just you know 75, I think, at the time. Um, she uh, was always like when I was six, I was doing yoga with her. She was always you know doing organic food and everything, and I figured she'd live to 200 because she was just you know this powerhouse woman, and I I just was so surprised at seeing some of this memory loss and stuff that was happening and trying to juggle whether it's just standard because I know I'm forgetting things like crazy, you know, or is it more than that? So um, anyway, I could go on for a long time with all this, but she ended up having a fall and I ended up uh, having to be more involved in her care and going to her doctor. And when I did, I said, you know, can you please check and see because it seems like her memory is going a bit and he never noticed it, right? So next thing I knew, um, you know, he did a mini test on her. Yeah, she has to have further testing, so I had to. And she was not in agreement with any of this because she still would say she's 25, right? Like my mom was never one that would ever take a senior's discount or anything like that. So, you know, anything ailing to her, she was in total denial, right? So it was a bit of a, a challenging journey. Um, as I went to specialists with her and, and everything, it was diagnosed that she had Alzheimer's. And I remember mm-hmm. her sitting on this bench, and, and I'm sitting there, and the woman said, the doctor said to me, uh, totally ignoring her as if she's not even there, you know, you've got to get to come to realization. Your mom has Alzheimer's. She's at the high stages. If she drives, you're going to be liable. If she's going to be out in the street and da 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 I was like, my head's spinning. You're liable. That's the first I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, that if she ends up driving, because I've been told if she gets in that car I'm liable right so I'm thinking oh my gosh I got to get the car to there I'm I just you know my head's spinning on uh, what that is and she's at the far stages and she's not gonna be around much longer and, and just like and my mom is sitting there looking because she was kind of perplexed on what she was saying at the time anyway um, it went on with a progression for a time period she lived in the house with me um, you know part-time she lived there it was hard to always get care it was hard to get really anything around her to be able to understand and 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 because you know the law is the way they go she's in charge of herself still right until she's deemed unfit so there was always this challenge of getting the right care for her so that she would be safe and the understanding what that was right so I was going yeah. through stages where she would only sleep with me so she'd be in bed with me getting up all night long and um, I that's when the eye pl- the eye uh, mask and the earplugs came in yeah <laughs> I wasn't getting any sleep running the business and I'd had to realize that I had to learn a different way of earning an income so I started to do more online type programs and learn how to do that and, and coming up with the book idea because I couldn't I only had 24 hours in a day how do I manage that and be able to you know earn an income to support me and the family on my own right and take care of my mom wow. I have to take deep breaths hearing this because I can under, I could really see what you're going went through yeah and it's and you know even saying it I start to shake and I get tears in my eyes because you know um you know, you, you have to you have to take care of things. You have to pick yourself up. And you know, yeah, there were moments where I just would just break down and cry and go. I, but I, I said, I, I got to do it. I got to keep going, right? I got it. I got to do this. You know, my mom needs me. My dad needed me way back then, right? And what that is. So, um, in all that being said, it got to a point where she uh, she couldn't be cared. I couldn't care for her. I couldn't get someone that came in the house. It's you know, there was a lot of controversy about, you know, she wouldn't let anyone in the house. She wouldn't come and stay at my place anyway I had to put her into a a home and so I picked a facility that had a program that was really working with the brain they had lots of memory programs and figuring that when she got the medication on a regular basis because even then I was having a difficult time getting her to take her medication on a regular basis so I thought perfect you know she'll get her and it was a difficult thing because she was devastated that you know 
she's in this place and wanted to come home and it was just heartbreaking like it was just unbelievable feeling because I that's the last thing I wanted to do and I just felt so guilty about doing it but I didn't know what else to do I didn't have anyone there to support I didn't have people that could even come into the house that she wanted it was just it was just too much right and uh, yeah. so I put her into the home and um, <clears throat> and then time went on and um, I, my book ended up uh, becoming Amazon bestseller at the time and I remember having to go into different areas in the States and stuff to do book signings and I got a phone call that basically your mom has two hours or two days to live <clears throat> and I was what she, she was in the hospital and uh, they ended up telling me that um, she was misdiagnosed um, the medication and she, and she was diagnosed in the hospital um, finally after a bit with Lewy body dementia and the medication that they were giving her for the Alzheimer's sped up her mobility issues and at this point she wasn't able to walk it happened within a couple months wasn't able to walk wasn't able to talk wasn't able to eat and um, here I thought I was putting her in the home for the better of her and it ended up being the opposite because it ended up killing her Um, you know because the medication they gave her you know, sped up the mobility. So, um, yeah, within um, two months, unfortunately, she passed away. Um, It was too far gone. I said, take away, let's take away the medication. Let's get her physiotherapy. Let's, you know, and and everything. And they're saying, well, no, you know, we just have to take her off the feeding thing. And I'm like, what? You know, how can this possibly be? And, 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 you know, I totally put everything on side with the book and the thing, and I was in the hospital, you know, day in and day out trying to figure a way, and everyone's telling me, well, it's too late. I'm like, how can this be? She had some memory issues, not just memory issues. She had other things that went with the signs of it and, you know, and, and, and the personality, and she was sort of, um, you know, doing things that she shouldn't do and, and working with things that she shouldn't be working with. But still, you know, the mobility part was just unbelievable. At what point, at what point after the whole... Um, journey since your mom's passing did you decide that you were going to make a foundation and be a spokesperson and really bring to light Louie body because that's that's a whole nother platform yeah I I think I came up with it almost immediately um, I, I was laying there in bed when all this was happening and I had a lot of time to think you know I was with my mom on her bedside you know the whole time and until she passed and, and thinking about all of this and you know there was even a time point so the company that I was in the States with for my book they um, I had to do a book signing and I had to leave the book signing um, you know they ended up suing me um, because I had to leave and you know, I had a lot of time to reflect on all these things. And I'm laying, I'm laying on my mom's bedside, and here they're, you know, these people are suing me for ten thousand dollars because of breach of contract. You know, for the book, and I had so much soul searching and time to sit, sit there and think about what the right thing to do about everything was. You know, and that's when I also came up with the foundation. Um, with the with the suing part, I ended up in speaking to uh, my lawyer, and I said, I want to counter, I want to say yes to the suing. I'm going to give them $10,000 that they want. I said, but there's going to be three um, three stipulations that are going to come back. And I can only think of the two. I wonder I'm going to think of the third one. But uh, one was that I was going to come back and do it, and I was going to work with their mailing list and really make that $10,000 back. I was going to work my butt off to make that 10000 one day, you know, um, and then the next one was that I was going to say a speech and I was going to talk on behalf of how big business has forgotten how family is and how important it is to care about those things, 
you know. And my lawyer said to me at the time, oh my gosh, you know, you're, you're brilliant, you should be a lawyer. And I go, no, if I was a lawyer, I'd be suing. I want to try and make a life lesson out of this and what that is. And from that, I started thinking, okay, how do I turn this into a positive message? You know, everyone was saying, oh, sue the doctors and blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, I want this to be a powerful message. As I was talking to people, no one knew about Louis body dementia. So I opened up a bank account and a foundation and um, just after my mom had passed, actually, and um, just started you know, receiving donations whenever I can. I still have a lot to work to do with it because I've been very busy in my business and I've got to, I don't want to earn money from the foundation. This is something that is about awareness. It's not me earning anything. Sure, uh, of course. Spreading awareness, you know. And the first talk I did, so my mom died on, on April 4th. That Mother's Day, um, I did a talk. Um, to people, and I, I actually didn't cry. I was quite surprised because uh, quite often I cry. It was just a couple of weeks ago I was at an event with a whole bunch of people and I cried, um, you know, sharing the message. And everyone came up to me and said, what is this Louie body? Like they're just so flabbergasted and they asked people. And then one time I was speaking to a thousand people and they were entrepreneurs and they were business professionals. And I told them the story. And out of a thousand people that wasn't even health related, 26 people came back to me and said they had their loved one re-diagnosed and they didn't have Alzheimer's. It also can be uh, misdiagnosed as Parkinson's. And Robin Williams had Lewy body dementia, and he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Do people know that? Is that a, is that public? Yeah, it's public. Anyway, 26 people came back to me and said they had re-diagnosed and their loved ones were doing better. So it was like this mission of getting out to people. And I've seen people that have got the right medication. So with Robin Williams, yes, it is public. So he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Uh, we know he had, you know, depression and mental illness, right? And we know right. that he killed himself. So um, at the, uh, during the autopsy, they diagnosed him with um, Lewy body dementia. They noticed that he had Lewy body dementia in his, in his brain. His wife says that he wasn't depressed at the time, that she believes the Lewy body dementia caused him to kill himself. Now, that's just a hearsay in what she says. The conclusive is he did have Lewy body dementia. So um, what happens with Lewy body dementia and how it differs from Parkinson's and, and Alzheimer's, one of the main things, uh, besides a few other things, but the main thing is the huge hallucinations that you get. So my mom was in bed and she'd all of a sudden say she'd see this man in black falling towards her. She'd get her days and nights mixed up. She would have these random things. She'd be cutting into the carpet with scissors, thinking that there was all these spiders in there and she had to get them out. There was huge hallucinations that are part of the Lewy body that distinguish it from Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. So Robin Williams, and that's why a lot of times when I see people say, you know, it was mental health. Yes, he had depression and all that, but Lewy body is a big part of what ha you know what he had, well, it's fact that that's what he had from the autopsy um, but his wife claims that you know he wasn't depressed at the time not saying that you know depression are trying to belittle it by any means because it's huge um, but it is a part of what Louis body does it causes these hallucinations and and who knows what that's going to be and what was in his mind at the time right Anita we're going to take another break let's just wrap we're going to finish that piece up um, on the next segment, but I really wanted to uh, complete that piece and then also find out how people can spend more time with you on all these great subjects that, the, that we're talking about today. We'll be right back. Please enjoy our wonderful sponsors and advertisers. Again, these are all conscious businesses all here to uplift humanity. We'll be back in a moment. Have you always wanted to learn how to meditate but don't know what to do with all the thinking? 
Do you wish you knew how to transcend the negative voices of your perfectionism, procrastination, anxiety, and critical self-talk? Do you have a creative project in mind but don't know where or how to start or are lacking inspiration? Spiritual and creativity coach Hallie Bourne, with over 25 years of experience, can support you in finding more productive ways to care for your sensitive soul and your need to create. Unveil the ways your ego is sabotaging you and reorient towards your strengths to disempower your weaknesses. Turn your creativity into a spiritual path that infuses your life with meaning and fulfillment. Visit Hallie's website at HallieBourne.com or call for a consultation at 505-249-4981 and get started with your inspired life today. The Sun, Wheel of Fortune, High Priestess, or The Hangman. If you're one of the thousands of tarot enthusiasts out there, you know these are just a few of the major arcana in a tarot deck. Also known as cardamancy, reading a tarot, Lenormand, Kipper, and Oracle decks are as popular as they ever were and even becoming more mainstream in today's modern world. We now invite you to delve further into this ancient practice by reading our quarterly printed magazine called The Cardamancer. Filled with interviews, product reviews, in-depth articles, and art, The Cardamancer has something for everyone, from beginner to professional. Our subscription-only magazine can be found at thecardamancer.com. And right now, we're offering ZGR listeners a special sneak peek at one of our digital issues. Just log on to thecardamancer.com slash ZGR, all caps, and enjoy a copy today. Welcome back to our last segment. Oh my God, we can go on for hours with you, Anita. You have so much to say, so much to share. Thank you. I know you're bringing great insight to a lot of people. And do you want to just, I wasn't sure if you were complete with the part about Robin Williams, because I know that was a, uh, obviously a big, big deal back when that happened. And everyone had, of course, like the media, a whole frenzy of what their belief systems are. But it's great to get to the heart of the matter and find out what that is. And for people who do experience parents with dementia, you know, what hallucinations might mean. That is a sign of Lewy body? Yeah, yeah. So the hallucinations is a definite sign of Lewy body, and a neurologist has to diagnose it. So what I tell people is I'm not a doctor, I'm not a specialist, I just have a story to tell and an awareness right. I want to bring people to go to their doctor to say, could this be a possibility? And their doctor would have to go to a neurologist to, to diagnose it. And the medication that they give um, is so different than, than what it would be for anything else. And you can help. I've seen people that, you know, there's one lady looked just like my mom, and I interviewed her, and, and, you know, she was doing exercises twice a week, and, you know, she was in her 80s, and it was really nice to see that there isn't a cure yet, but at least there's a better quality of life if it's diagnosed properly. Thank you. Okay, great. So now tell us where Anita is these days and what you've got going on because you've shared a lot through this hour and you've taken us on a journey and where's the journey headed these days with you? Well, you know, I've still got the business going. I've got the book. Um, I've uh, I've got a podcast, Aha Moments to Success, and I'm dying to have you on it. I can't wait. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, I've been speaking um, all over the world, you know, bringing the message to entrepreneurs about living a rich life and how important it is because a lot of times we forget who we are. So we need to build that foundation and, and live that rich life as entrepreneurs and realize, you know, what is important to us in moving forward, you know, develop that auto-success mindset as an entrepreneur 
entrepreneur to keep yourself motivated, build those habits, and and build an action plan. So, you know, I speak a little bit more on a heart-centered, you know, um, level on how to, you know, get the best out of your life. What is that you want? So many times we live other people's dreams. You know, I belong with an organization um, out of Europe and out of India. I'm the chairperson of the one in India. So I speak, you know, all over the world about, you know, that message that we just can't give up because before we know it, our time has gone by and we haven't done those things that are so important. We get so caught up in, you know, what Johnny's doing or Sally and, and realizing, you know what, that's not really what I want, you know, and what's important and making sure you, you follow that path. You know, so I, I speak all over the world about how to live the right, you know, rich life. And then I've got a business program for those entrepreneurs that, you know, want to have the real strategies and put those in place and what that is. And it's a year-long program um, from January to December. And it's the cutoff is in, in December. And it's getting into the nitty-gritties of, you know, the business plan, the marketing plan, and how do you, you know, monetize and be able to bring that business out there. I mean, there's so many of us heart-centered entrepreneurs out there that love what we do and we know we need to share that message. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to earn an income to do that so that you can sustain yourself to be able to move forward. Well, how do you do that, you know? And, uh, And to be able to get that and share that message that's, you know, so important that's inside of you. You can go to my website, um, and, and check that out. There's a really neat quiz I have on there, What Famous Entrepreneur Are You?, <laughs> which is actually kind of fun. It says I'm Steve Jobs. I still can't figure out how the Steve Jobs came in there, but there must be something. And it's really insightful to see you know, what kind of entrepreneur you are and, and, and to, to have some fun with it. Um, but I do um, a vlog. I do an Ask Anita video series that talks about entrepreneurs. And you know, I have also on there my newsletters where I will be and where I'll be speaking. I'm available to other people that want to speak or want to be able to collaborate with different things and businesses and to be able to share that message. You know, I have a program that's coming out, The Rich Life in Business. It's a five-week program. It's coming out on the 18th of November, which I'm excited about. I've taken all my learnings and everything and put it together in there for really understanding how to build that foundation as an entrepreneur. And it's so important um, to be able to come back to ourselves and know what we want and then build those skills of strength and foundation. I always think of it as that oak tree. You know, you're rooted into the ground. Um, so that you know you can run a successful business and get your message out there and 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 really you know change and help others. No doubt, and I love the fact that you consider your that you are a mindset. Actually, consider yourself that you are a mindset coach. And do you want to just explain what that is real quickly? I think people don't realize how important that our mind is and how it directs the course of all the things that come in when we do get the big knocks how our mind plays such a pivotal role in all that we do. So I'm sure that's some of your practices on how to correct that or how to assist that and to massage it into correct mind think, mind, mindful thinking. <laughs> and all the social media, there's a post, I think, that went out today saying, you don't know what you don't know. Yes. But it's so true. It's really powerful. Um, so I, I know my training is with, you know, becoming a, a master coach in NLP. I also train myself in hypnotherapy. And I use it in my practices. And I also have some meditations online as well. There's a free one if anyone wants to go on and, and try it out. Um, and I do have some others um, online as well. Um, and it's, it's talking about how we don't know what we don't know. And a lot of times those things that we carry as a child bring forward. You know, um, you know I look back to, to my life and, and, you know, I had people that were, I was a little bit of a chunky person back then and they'd make these comments about being overweight or you can't do this or, you know, people are smarter in class and you just, you have these things in your mind and they end up coming forward um, in your life when you're, when you're older without even realizing it. 
Um, I've created this thing called the Auto Success Mindset, and it's in my Mind Your Business class, and it's also in the five-week program, uh, Rich Life and Business, um, that programs your subconscious mind to have an auto success mindset that you automatically think in a positive way. So when you're in that fork in the road, similar to you know when you know I was sitting there on my mom's you know, deathbed, and here I'm being sued. How do you get yourself out of that? How do you get yourself to think in a positive way of, of being able to make that change and how you wanting to do it? When you're in that fork in the road, what do you do? You know, um, how do you build that confidence within yourself when sometimes you're not 100% sure? And that's what I call the autumn success mindset, and that's why you know, I, I say that I, I'm a mindset coach as well because you know, it's so important to be able to automatically think in that way. You know, and you can see that yeah. in your days when you're talking to certain people and they just have this negative way and they see things, the glass half full, and they're not able to get anywhere in life. They're just like, wah, 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 you know, and they're carrying so much negative energy in them and how important that is to, to bring that in your mind, body, and soul to connect that and, and to really bring yourself to that positive way. And, and auto success mindset does that. Beautiful. Tell everybody your website, and then I think we're good to go here. Yeah, my uh, website is www.anitaheidema.com, A-N-I-T-A-H-E-I-D-E-M-A.com. And I'm on social media. Come and follow me. Um, the website, I've got a lot of my programs in there. There's some great free things with the meditations and a sample of the book and all the rest of it. And um, I'm really thankful, so thankful and grateful that uh, you're having me on the show today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being here. And I'm so glad you shared because you are stunningly beautiful, but today we get to see how inside and out everything matches, and that's the way it should be with everybody else. So thank you for modeling that. Thank you, everybody, for being here, and I highly encourage all of you to come back, listen to this podcast. Please share it far and wide with those who didn't get a chance to hear it live on Saturday, and we wish everyone a wonderful week, and again, I'll be posting on our Zeta Global Radio Facebook page, as well as all of Anita's uh, community outlets on how to learn more about all the great work she's doing. We wish everyone a blessed and restful week. Take care.